0: at it here again on 88.3 WTs After further review, we got David, the man of God, Harris with his uh, winners and losers. Go ahead, David.
2: All right, an action-packed day as we're watching kind of live Indiana with a massive touchdown over Penn State. Get a lot of looking. We might come back to that game next week as everyone is stunned in Happy Valley.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But teams that are happy last week, will stick with Penn State. In Ohio State last week in the winter section, and I have this game because defense won. If you were a fan of '90s, early 2000s, where defense was all important, where it was a defensive struggle, both quarterbacks played like poop. I don't care what people say about offensive blowout. Yes, Marcus Harrison scored a touchdown, you know, as expected, but it was not a blowout game as many people thought. So for a fan of the old school like me, I appreciate just seeing some good college defenses.
0: Right. No, that, no, okay. I, I feel you on that one.
2: Yeah. Sure. Thinking of the college game, Western Kentucky, this was probably the first time in a while that they've featured in Winners and Losers. And it's because if you saw on the social media, from for one of their recent games, They had custom helmets that had their mascot with a different position. So for the quarterback, it was the mascot throwing the ball. For a lineman, you know, kind of hand in the dirt. And that's creative. Like, we we always talk about, you know, Oregon and their 10,000 uniform combination. For a while, the Rockets mixed it up a little bit, switching up between the logo and the old school UT I like some creativity in college because it gives you a chance to stand out. No one wants to see the same boring uniform every week, all season. Right. So shout out to Western Kentucky and the equipment department. They're jazzing it up a little bit and definitely making a lot of new fans, even though most people don't even know where Western Kentucky University is. Right.
1: Well,
2: looking over to the pro game. The Chicago Bears
0: finally have a quarterback. Uh, yeah, we would talk <laughs> or they call him AKA T Bag. Tyson Badget, but I guess the nickname it's is the T- nickname. Yeah. Yeah, T bag. Okay.
2: Yeah. And you never know coming from an FCS school, yes, he set the you know, college record for passing touchdowns but a lot of people are like, look at the competition, he's got to throw the ball. But yeah, I, is it just because he And there's a conversation that a lot of people are having that I had way in the off about Brock Purdy? Is he the? Is it the system fitting the player or the player fitting the system? Because mm-hmm. Badger looks like he fits what Foods wants to do. Now, granted, also Mooney decided to catch for the first yeah. time in a couple weeks, and you have a running game and four men that are really helping, but. Like if I'm Justin Fields, I'm looking at the rest of my offensive teammates. Like, what the bleep are y'all doing? But if I leave it to the resident Bears expert.
0: Well, I, like I said, it's it one. It's let's 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 hold the horses. It's against the Raiders now. A lot of people were saying that he was making a lot of pre-snap reads, and there was a lot more motion in the offense when he was in the game. As a, as you're starting to see. And I'm not surprised, and I brought this up, Justin Fields, as a quarterback, is very limited. Very athletic freak and everything, but you can't have him running all the time. So, people, it's blame to go around. I, I, I'm starting to figure out that in this sports world, there's people that, are, that have favorites. Let's just face it. Justin Fields was an amazing athlete at Ohio State. He did some amazing things, and people like him. He's a likable guy. But is he going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Probably not. He's not going to be on a Mahomes stage. And, I, and that's where I'm talking about it. And I think it, you, when you like somebody, you start to find it's kind of like in a bad relationship. You're, you know you're in a bad relationship or it's toxic, but you keep trying to find the positives out of that person. The same thing here with Bears and some Bears fans. You're not being realistic. The guy's limited. There's nothing wrong with that. I think he could be a, a, a decent quarterback in the league. It's not like he's super trash. I think the the, the ceiling for him is maybe Dak Prescott. That, that's his, like, best of the best. But he'll never be a Mahomes. I don't even think he'd be a Jalen Hurst. And, 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 and he'll never probably be an elite quarterback. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being pretty decent. But when you bring the backup in and the offense kind of looks a more a little bit more fluid, like I said, it's against the Raiders. Now we're playing the game against the Chargers. They finally got some film on him. Let's see what he's going to do. Is he going to be a game manager? But why can't Justin Fields be that? You could still be a game manager with Justin Fields and also use his athletic ability. I just think that the Bears fans need to and everyone. Save yourselves. Justin Fields is always going to be an inconsistent quarterback. Can we agree on that, David? He's going to have outstanding games like he did against Washington, maybe a soul game against Denver, and then he's going to have some ugly games like he did to start the season. Yeah. That's not going to win you a Super Bowl. And inconsistency is just – you can't build anything around it, you know, can they put him in game? I think Getsy and all, you know, they blame Nagy. Well, it was Nagy. It's, it's his play call. It's the coaching. It's the offensive line. I'll be quite honest with you. It's not the offensive line. The offensive line a couple years ago was straight atrocious. This offensive line is at least decent and buying time. Just face it, it, it. The same offensive line they got with T-Bag here, I guess. Tyson. I just call him Tyson, not T-Bag. And they look pretty decent. They got to the run the ball. If this same thing happens again this week against the Chargers, it's going to be looking like more and more like I was somewhat right about Justin Fields. He's very limited as a quarterback. I mean, am I right? If this keeps happening, and let's say they beat the Chargers. Now, the Chargers, they're, there's rumors. If the Chargers lose, they're going to fire Staley. That's the rumor, and I don't know if that's true or not. You know, they've got their own stuff that they gotta worry about. But as far as the Bears are concerned, like I said, if Tayson Batch, it looks good. I mean, the numbers weren't eye popping, but if he gets it to just be sustainable, it makes you scratch your head. How come we can't do this with a quarterback that has a little bit more athletic ability? Something something's not connecting. And I just think that the offense is structured with how Round feels his athletic ability. And with him being very limited, the offense is very limited. That's just me. yeah.
2: I, no, I would. I would definitely agree with that. Kind of the the more and more that you see, and particularly that I think with kind of back, like I'm not yeah, I'm not going to call him team either. Right. But kind of kind of because he's not as athletic to a quarterback, and relying more on kind of Foreman and having a breakout two or three weeks is helping.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think helping not only. Imagine agent not have to do much because you're playing with, you know, second and short, third and short, mm-hmm. but he can also be kind of a weight off the shoulders in, in many ways. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely going to raise some eyebrows, raise some questions and it has been granted. I think, yeah, like you said, the chargers, I wouldn't be surprised if the bears beat the chargers just because Justin Herbert's also inconsistent as, God knows how long. I, I don't know what happened with Justin Herbert um, this season so far. I
0: haven't really been paying attention enough to watch Justin Herbert. I know I I, I know I heard that some people think it's Staley's coaching, but I don't know enough. I've not watched enough to really give you an analysis on that. I've been watching the Bears and closely watching Fields, and you know, but I do know Staley is a very, very. Um, what is it? Very good quarterback, um, Danny Dimes in New York. Okay, but you know, technically, if you can do some, if Justin Fields is on that level,
2: they say so. I would mm-hmm. definitely say, if not five hundred, at least a winning record, just because that offense has the ability to be a top half mm-hmm. of the league offense. If because they have, and what was said. Between last season, season and a half, get him some weapons. Get him mm-hmm. some weapons. Now we're seeing Cole Kometz turning into a top 10 tight end.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You have Mooney who can be maybe not like a star number one, but he's Mr. Reliable enough to where you can look to him. Now, yes, you don't have as much receiving on the back. So now that Herbert's on IR, but... Mm-hmm. Foreman can be a workhorse. Maybe just do little, little hook routes with him. Like you have pieces offensively. Yeah,
0: I, I think it. I agree. There are pieces offensively, but something's not clicking. Either it's the, people think it's the coaching or it's the quarterback. But they got the Bears need to figure out what it is.
2: And fast because this division, I dare say is ripe for the taking if they can get everything
0: clicking. Now, I will put this theory out here. There's a good quarterback crop class coming up. It makes me wonder with that number one pick, because I'd say that C.J. Stroud, and C.J. Stroud's having a good, pretty, really good season. I think they were like, eh, C.J. Stroud's not what we think as a guy that we draft that's going to take us to the promised land. I wouldn't be surprised. If the reason why the Bears did what they did was loading up to probably pick a quarterback for this year because that'd be a theory load up get, get some draft picks get a couple of receivers still working on that line which is a little bit better and then come into this draft maybe get a Caleb Williams maybe they've seen something where okay you know next year is really the the, 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 the quarterback that we're trying to get put Justin out there you obviously know that Justin has limited skill kind of like the Mitch Trubisky kind of deal put him out there if they lose great we get a higher draft pick and then we go in and you know get the quarterback to be really one
2: I wouldn't and this, this, I know it's know, it's far it good. can
0: be far fetched but I hey organizations have done some crazier things
2: no no I actually agree with that I just wouldn't take Caleb Williams I don't think he's an NFL quarterback well, person. just
0: just anybody in general. I, I mean, I'm just throwing yeah. I'm throwing it out there. That that's just me. I, I know he's one of the guys that is one of the top
2: media. Where if the Bears have one and two, they're taking whatever quarterback one, and then Marvin Harrison at two. Like I've seen that. Right. There are a lot of Bears fans that want Marvin Harrison. Some more than just getting a quarterback. They are like take Marvin Harrison one.
0: Right. Marvin Harrison, DJ Moore, and then. Whoever could be the quarterback, but then again, just imagine though if they had CJ Stroud at that quarterback position. Woo. I mean, I thought he should have gotten him. Then next thing you know, you got Justin letting Justin Fields know, hey, you know this ain't a locked up spot. You know we're gonna bring in some competition in there and see if Fields does well. And then if not, you've got Stroud in there, and if he does well, then you know you got what you got. You know you got your, as your quarterback. If it doesn't work out, then you have Stroud as a trade piece. I mean, you're kind of being smart about it, but like I said, I don't know what's going on with the Bears brass. But as I've said before, Phils isn't isn't the guy, you know. And if if Badgett keeps looking good like he's looking, it it, it confirms what I've been thinking and saying on this show for the last year and a half.
2: Three
0: years. Okay, three years. Keep going, David.
2: (laughs) All right, pushing over to the losers. We'll stay in the we'll stay in the NFC North. Uh, the Detroit Lions got the brakes beat off of them, and a lot of people are saying that that's an indictment that the Lions really aren't good. I'm just going to say, bulk, bulk, the Baltimore defense is legit. Like, I'm not just saying that as a Steelers fan, and every time we play, it's always physical like that. But this, some teams just don't match up with other teams. Detroit's offense is not physical enough to stop the physicality of the Baltimore Ravens' defense. There aren't a lot of teams that are because they're rugged. So plus I don't want to say that, like some people are saying that, you know, th- this is going to be a cog in the Lions' march towards the playoffs because I think they still have offensive weapons. Do I think, do I think that they're targeting Amon Ross St. Brown? Too much, yes. But, I mean, he, he gets volume. And it's the same thing that Matthew Stafford had with Cooper Cup in L.A. Like, targets one receiver, to the de- sometimes to the detriment of the entire offense. But, if I'm a Lions fan, I wouldn't worry about, I mean, I would worry a little bit that you got blown out and it really wasn't that close. Uh, particularly in the first half, and there were definitely some coaching decisions that were questionable at best, including you have all three timeouts and you have less than two minutes, and you don't come away with any points at the end of the first half. That's that's bad in a lot of ways, but yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely in agreement that. Mm-hmm. The
0: Lions should not have any positive concern. Nah, not no. Nah. This happens in the NFL season. You play a team where you're probably not a great matchup. You get blown out. Come back next week. You know, if, if the Lions, you know, you get you get that 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 pounding, and it, it happens. I don't think they really matched up well with the um, Baltimore. So you know that that sucks. But I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't over-exaggerated that's the one thing about in the nfl though everybody just oh my god like think about it they play the raiders on monday night football up at the, at the kitty litter come on that should be a win what's gonna happen is if the, if the if the if the lions come back and smash the raiders with which the line is detroit eight point favorite let's be honest you'll forget about it they'll go six and two everybody will celebrate and they'll f- totally forget about what happened with the um the, the Baltimore. The Ravens. Yeah. And the Bears, I see, play at 820. So I'll be I'll be I'll be watching that on Sunday night.
2: As you might be the only one.
0: Yes, that's true. Keep going.
2: They're uh, switching to the pro game. The other team got the break speed off of them. Can also in the state of Michigan, Michigan State, Little Brother Bowl. Dear God, like I know Michigan State season has been awful. For, you know the Tucker situation for mm-hmm, sure, mm-hmm. but on the field, I would I would be embarrassed if I was a Michigan State alum, particularly a former football player for the Michigan State Spartans,
0: because
2: mm-hmm. that team out there has zero heart.
0: Well, like, they are. Well, David, they are going through some things with their with their head coach. Everything's up in flux, but. Yeah, that, that was the true definition of the little brother bowl. Like, they pretty much look like the little brother.
2: Yeah, and I mean, this is not taking, obviously, the pregame with the um, scoreboard and the geography where is Hitler from. Like, obviously, that's.
0: Well, that was from a, a third party. That was, that was from a third party.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that just added to the whole. Like, it had. Mm-hmm. The timing of it was bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just it taking place was bad. Because that's another thing that in, involves connected with Michigan State, you know, third party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, as a fan of Michigan State football, this, this might be the worst season in program history. It could just be. Just on the field and off the field. Right. And yeah, I... I know that you know the state of the state is coming soon, but who?
0: Well, this, I'll this let you. Know. Might be axed out, right? I, I can let you know right now because of the scandals at Michigan. Frank is his wrath is about how Michigan is cheating, and not about how inept Michigan State has been. Just put that in your pipe and smoke it.
2: And, I mean, yeah, that scandal is definitely. I want to say bigger, just in terms of scale, just because it mm-hmm. involves so many other opponents. Right. Versus Michigan State's is 1,000% in-house, and the Michigan one was like someone connected to the program trying to make Michigan great again. And it's, uh.
0: right, my Here's my thing. Are they reaching? I mean, everybody steals signs. I get it obviously you can't go live scout at any in a college football or basketball game. They put that in there since 1994, but it always seems like when Michigan is off to a great start or whatever it means, it's always got to be some goofiness. It always got to be, well, they're cheating or it's got to be a a Jim Harbaugh, a Jim, Jim Harbaugh goofy story. Like it kind of just takes away from the team. How about we just focus on what Michigan's doing? Okay focus on that I mean they didn't win a national championship I guess they weren't cheating enough if you ain't cheating you ain't trying and it's no guarantee you know people put up dummy signs and stuff like that so yeah you could try to go steal the signs if you want to but if you don't if you get the wrong call you're gonna get blasted and at the end of the day once again what we said on this show the players got to go ex- execute yeah
2: and I think uh, i Imagine most Michigan fans are saying that you know this is an extended witch hunt on Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan program. Do I think that the NCAA picks and chooses when it wants to, you know, go after someone? And it seems like they have Harbaugh in their crosshairs.
0: Exactly. That's what I think too. That's that. That's exactly what I think.
2: Yeah. And then the last. Last loser for me, North Carolina. Not the (laughs) fact that they lost, but it seems as though North Carolina football has started to think of themselves as above the ACC. Like they are in that position that Clemson.
0: What do we normally call this division, actually, David?
2: Yeah, it's the ASS. Yeah. Yes,
0: the Assness or the Atlantic. Yeah.
2: yeah, but the way that, that some people are talking about North Carolina, it's as if they are a they were already a lock, no matter what, to be in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. As if they haven't seen North a Florida State, and the Florida State's not a great team. Mm-hmm. I, I just think in that. And we've seen throughout the season, mm-hmm. in the ACC or the ASS, there's a lot of craziness that's happening. There's a lot of controversial stuff that's happening that does not make sense. Right. So, yes. is North Carolina losing. Crazy, yes. But also, Duke football is ranked this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Louisville beat Notre Dame. Blew them off the water. Right. Like, this season does not make sense by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So, North Carolina fans, if this was basketball and you guys got upset, then yes, I would say that's a big upset. But it's football. Yes, you have one of the five best quarterbacks in the nation, but losses just happened. Any given Sunday, any given Saturday.
0: Right. That's true.
2: And with that, that concludes my winners and losers fell.
0: Ooh, and it keeps just getting sweeter and sweeter. I have a pretty good good one right there, David. Really, really getting to the point and everything. The meat and potatoes even got a little bit of Bears talk in there.
2: Yeah, we, you know, we got to give the people what they want and the fact that they are riding high with a quarterback from a university that no one knows where it is.
1: That's is
0: you
2: know, true. Riding points for those of you that are Googling Shepherd University. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, you listen to 88.3 WXUT. After further review, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. If you ever miss the show, we always put it on there in in the segments. Also, we're on After Further Review Sports Show on Facebook. Make sure you go in there and join. You can go ahead and watch us even comment or something like that. Usually we don't have commenters until like Frank comes in here, which, by the way, Frank is out. He was supposed to be in today, uh, ran into some car trouble. So hopefully he gets that all fixed.
2: Yeah, definitely thinking, hopefully, nothing's major, you know, call up insurance, let them take care of it, mm-hmm. thankfully for insurance.
0: Exactly, always thankful for insurance. So, we'll take a quick commercial break. Coming up next, what do you want to get into, David?
2: Sure, let's get into some Rocket Recapping. All right. the Rockets. Doing
0: what they usually do, which is keeping it
2: closer than they need
0: to be. That is right. But it was a great game nonetheless. That's true. They always hey, you got to keep you on your toes. Listen to eighty-eight point three WHTS. After further review, we'll take a quick commercial break, and when we return, talk a little rocket football. Rocket recap: As the Rockets are seven and one, and they get into that maxion starting this Tuesday. We'll be back after this.